0: Welcome to another episode of the Valley Film Festival at Cinegear Expo. This is unfortunately our last one because as of six minutes ago, the exhibit hall is closed. But oh, we are know. doing a, a pirate uh, session right now they don't with know. my good friend, Mario Garcia I'm happy to be here. So, Mario, you are a talented director of photography. The camera love and and, <laughs> um, and a good friend, so definitely good friend. Yes, <laughs> I, I get the homie
1: rate, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> except when I have a budget. that Don't I gotta, tell people there's thing you as you the, a homie yeah. rate. <laughs>
0: it's like five bucks off.
1: I, you know, <laughs> gotta make those 10k ten th- ten k a day. You know. Yeah. Right.
0: So um, you were not. Most of our interviews have been with. Um, you know, we we talked to Tracy, the festival director, and and. I think everyone else was alumni. And you haven't been a part of the Valley Film Festival yet. But I wanted to bring you in because of your experience uh, with various size crews. As a DP, as as an AC, you know, just being on sets. And I'm sure that you've seen both well-run sets. Yes. And you've seen some... Not
1: well-run Right, sets. right. Yeah, everything from uh, three kids and a tripod on a film school thing all the way up to a union feature, uh, you know, where they list actors and whatnot. So everything in between as well, obviously.
0: So, um, I mean, let's just kind of start out and what are some... When you get brought onto a project, what's a red flag for you that you see it happen and you're like, oh, this isn't going to go well?
1: Oh, boy, there are so many. Um, poorly formatted script. Oh, That's like off the top, because the first thing I'm going to get is a script. If I get the script and it doesn't have like scene like scene headings or like scene numbers, I'm like, oh, this is not a great idea, you know, or like tons of supers, uh, lots of action with like poorly written dialogue. Um Lots of dialogue, poorly written dialogue with no action, uh, bad transitions. That those are kind of like just off the script. I can kinda of tell like kinda of what I'm getting into. Um, it's another red flag. I guess like if if the script say it's good and then we're moving forward. All right, so like uh, well what's your budget? Well what's your budget? Well what's your rate? Well what's your budget? <laughs> and, uh, playing that game. Didn't so, like, I
0: send you a, a you did an Instagram yes, reel about really that? Funny. Where they're
1: like a showdown
0: Let's in the Wild on. West. What? What's your, your What's your budget? your <laughs> budget? <laughs> it's like you know, uh, oh, okay, a thousand a day right okay.
1: yeah, so right, and that's a, right, so so, like I potentially a red flag in terms of that would be because uh, like listen, if if I know the person like nine out of ten times, I'll be super upfront to be like, yeah. listen, I don't have a ton of money. I really want to do this. Are you interested in doing it? Here's how much I can pay you? Then I get to decide, yeah. you know yes, it's, you know, it's well below my rate, but I'll do it, or like, no, that's actually yeah. totally fine, or it's on my rate, or whatever. Um, a green flag in the exact opposite thing is whenever they hit me out, like, what's your rate? And I give my rate, like, great, let's move forward. That's a yeah. good thing. Um,
0: I know, I, I hit you up for some stuff where I'm like, I'm trying to budget.
1: Yeah, And I completely. need to know
0: how much it'll cost to find out if I can even do the project.
1: And the thing is, that's not even a red flag for me so much. When people are up front, that's less of a red flag. It's whenever people are like, yeah, man, we have this great idea and it's going to be awesome. They have like 38-page script for like a short film and they're like, so we have two Black Magics and my buddy Johnny and Tommy are going to help us out with lighting and like... <laughs> And, they, like, I'm like, yo, man, I'd love to bring an AC or a gaffer, like, I have three gaffers for you, and I'm like, uh, and, like, my buddy Tommy and Joey, they're gonna, like, uh, they're gonna be your, your, your AC, like, they'll name, like, six people that are all of a sudden my ACs, so I'm like, bro, you don't even know, like, what these positions mean, you know, like, that's a huge red flag for me, because if, if like, you don't know the structure of the set, even right. if you can't afford the structure of the set, like, that's fine, it's fine to not have, but, and it's fine to not know. But yeah. to not to, like, have this, like, grandiose, crazy idea. And, and, like, because generally whenever you hear that, the next thing out of their mouth is, like, we're trying to do this whole feature for, like, five grand. You're right. like, bro, what? <laughs> and it's like, man, that is that is a tough And don't get me wrong. I've done features for, like, 15K before. I did a feature for 15K before. And it was brutal. Our, it was our, absolutely our last, brutal.
0: last uh, uh, interview was with they had done a feature, and it was about 15K yeah. that they spent on it.
1: And what the, what ended up working on my end is that, like, I had a lot of, I got lucky, I got a lot of college students that were, like, about to graduate, that were literally donating their time for free, they were really wanting to learn, and, like, whenever you have people that are willing to do all this, it's not my buddies that are coming to help, it's like, no, this is, like, you know, my friends from film school that are about to graduate, and, like, they kind of already know, and they're interested, and I know they're going to be passionate about it, not just and, there and to help could, out, or they whatever. they are in
0: the situation where exposure, well, not exposure... But experience exactly. Would they, help them.
1: Exactly, and they, they get to build up on. I mean, I've definitely. There's uh, a difference
0: between a producer saying this will be great experience for you versus
1: exactly. My friend Rebecca Roomford. It's a great example of somebody that like just came on to the set, and I was like, we can pay like 150 bucks, and it's like for three weeks. And she's like, I just got to LA, baby. Let's do whatever. Let's go. And like she learned a ton from that, and she ended up in the future I ended up hiring her as my IC a bunch of times. So that is a great example of like some the kind of people that like you sh- you should. You should that that is that is the kind of green light on a red light situation, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying, like or green yeah. flag on a red flag situation, like yeah, uh, you know, okay, not a lot of money, uh, not a ton of crew, not a blah, blah blah, but everyone it like gives a shit. Wow, okay, or gives you know they care. Pardon my language. Uh, that's that's a that's a green flag. That's a green flag on an otherwise red flag. So, yeah, what's another red flag for me? Um, no breakfast in the morning. No. <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, those are really like my big, my big red flags. Uh, I feel like anything moving forward tends to be, it tends to be smoother. Mm-hmm. I think, um, mostly because I mean, there's like a mountain of other red flags I could say. But if you're on a budget, the you know it's if you're not like there's like I'm trying to think how to explain it. If I'm, for example, on like a union set, and my other red flags come up. Like, that is super sus, and I'm definitely not working the project. Um, but if I know kind of what I'm getting into, you know, and that kind of stuff, and I've, and like, we've crossed those initial red flags and they're not a big deal. Right. All the other red flags are gonna be stuff like, well, if I'm on a union set and lunch is sandwiches, I'm like, yo, what, you know? Even if it's not a union set, but like a decent budget set, I'm like, yo, that is not okay. Like, that is not okay. Because I know, especially day one, right? Because if that's day one, what, what are we gonna be eating day four? You know what I'm saying? Whereas if I know I'm on an indie shoot, like, with the homies, and it's, like, the, you know, the homie job, whatever, and I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get sandwiches they want, whatever. Like, that's what we're eating. It's fine. I know what I got into. Uh, So that's another, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you don't really see that red flag until you get there type thing. Um, Yeah,
0: sometimes you can never know. Once you get there, it's it's completely different.
1: Lack of organization is, like, so getting a call sheet, like, inside of 12 hours from shoot, inside of 12 hours from call, like, that is, it's a big no-no. Uh, or like the and I mean this happens a lot in particular with music videos, but like uh alrighty guys, the shoots tomorrow at nine a.m. here's the address, see you later. That's your call sheet. It's a phone text and you're like, bro, <laughs> what did I just sign up for? And that happens with music videos so much and I'm not talking little music videos. I've done i done, some big I've done music well videos. That like artists that. Where I was like key grip on and the gaffer texted me the call sheet. And I was like, What? <laughs> And it's at a big studio and like with wow. a big name artist, and you're like, what in the freaking world is I, this? Is
0: that a, a fault of the
1: producer or
0: is yeah, that? Totally. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, that's just that's a big faux pas on the uh, producers' end. Um, and definitely a red flag because nine out of 10 times when that happens, you know your check is going to be maybe net 30.
0: Oh. Maybe yeah. net 30
1: if you get paid.
0: I Yeah, I remember working a, a project and it was. It was a corporate client, Right. you know, and I was coming in just as a uh, uh, second camera, you know, helping helping out, um, you know, the the guy that was shooting it that actually worked for them on right. a contract. And I'm like waiting for the check. I'm like, dude, where's the check? They're like, oh, we pay net 90. And I'm net like, 90? Uh, excuse me. Hey. No, you don't. I did not <laughs> extend those terms to you. Nah. In fact, you accepted my invoice that said... Due on receipt. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we got to fix it. And I just ended up having to wait, but then they never sent the checkout. Well, and then, I mean, there's all these issues that, and it, this is a major, it was a um, hair company. Right. You know, like a major, you know, hair company. I mean, company. technically,
1: that's illegal. Technically, after net 30, you can actually take them to the labor board and they yep. have to pay you overtime on every day uh, on every single day that you that they have not paid you since you're net 30.
0: Yeah. Well, I think part of it was because it was um by my company because I've got a C Corp. It there still a doesn't little matter, bit, to... but still it yeah. was they were definitely pushing things. And... If
1: if the if the initial deal memo doesn't say anything beyond net 30, every day after 30 days, you can charge uh, overtime on. Yeah. Like They full basically rate and overtime. just
0: treated me like every one of their other vendors and I'm like you know, it's like I had to go through this, and then the person who hired me was so apologetic because he's like, I had no idea this was going to happen, right. and I'm like, well, this is not going to happen again.
1: Like Right. You know, yeah, and no, it's definitely <laughs> not going to happen. So. You're, you're going to put pen to paper to make sure this doesn't happen right, again. You're
0: either going to pay me in advance, or you're going to. Mm-hmm. Full payment, okay, or, yeah, or find was, someone else. Yeah, or find someone else. Like, yeah, I appreciated the work. I wanted it to lead to more. I am not the op I mean, you're looking for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you really wish every director you worked
1: with would do? Know what they want.
0: And is that in <laughs> terms of them doing storyboards or just having no, a vision? No, just
1: having a clue of what they want. Having a clue of what they want—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so one of the most frustrating things is whenever you practice everything, plan everything, you have the storyboard, you show up on set, and they're like, "Oh, I had a completely different vision. Then why did you wait? Why did you waste like three weeks of prep time of my life, paying me, you know, like half rate and already reduced rate or no rate in some instances in like indie jobs?" And, like, why did we do all of this? If we're, like, basically just shooting a documentary all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, that's super frustrating. Uh, and fortunately, I work much less with directors like that now. Starting yeah. on, you got to just a DP. you got to just take yeah. whatever you can get. Oh, you want me to direct your movie? Let's go. Um, but fortunately, I'm at a place now where I can, like, when, when I see those signs off the top, I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right DP for you. <laughs> uh, so definitely knowing what they want. What, what else do I wish the directors...
0: Well, on on the flip side of that, though, I remember in some of our early conversations um, uh, for my feature, you know, you talked about also liking having input.
1: Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. no, one hundred percent. I definitely want to have input, and I. But like, I like having that input in in preparation. The way I look at it is like me, the meat and potatoes, right? Like, yeah. if you eat all the, you, you can eat all the potatoes, but if you don't have meat, you don't have the story, right? So yeah. like, we sit down and we storyboard so that we can have the meat. So when we get to set, we shoot the meat, and if we do it right, we will get done ahead of schedule, which yeah. allows us to have the freedom to then play around. Because now we have a basis of like, this is the story. How can we enhance the story? Instead of doing a lot of enhancement for a story, we might not end up getting it all. Um, so yeah, for me, it's very important we get the meat of the story. Because from, I mean, I think probably I think of it as uh, differently than I think a few DPs out there. Not I'm not gonna say a lot. but. And, there's a lot of good DPs that don't think of it the way I do but to me it's more important to tell the story well and for my cinematography to not necessarily call attention to itself like yes everybody wants pretty cinematography and I'm aware that's part of my job but in the end my real job is to tell the story visually yeah you know and so if like I get an amazingly pretty shot followed by an amazingly pretty shot but they completely juxtapose I'm sorry they completely contradict what the actual story is supposed to be doing you know like am I really doing my job not so much so for me, I value more focusing on, on telling the story. Uh, and you can't do that unless you have the meet and you have the setup and you do the storyboarding and you collaborate with the director and you guys have an idea of what you're doing so that when you get there, then you can just mess around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's where you go because there's going to be inspiration
1: on set. Hopefully, I mean, if you
0: never have inspiration on set, oh no, no, you're on the wrong set, completely, completely. Project,
1: and and that's what having a game plan gives you is the opportunity to just run off and do the cool, crazy thing you just thought of about on set, you know, because you know in the end you're going to have a story. Yeah.
0: Uh, The last, uh, the last interview, we're also talking a little bit about, you know, uh, the fact that I mean there's obviously a huge difference. You're running on the Red Komodo, right? Right. You know, but, I mean, if you're on a budget, you can shoot on this iPhone, you know. You can. Yeah. Um, you know. But I have really good lighting, though. <laughs> I think that... I have pitched to shooting on cell phones before. I think that if I were to shoot something... Now, I, I, I actually think I'm, I'm, you know, pretty decent at shooting, but I still think if I were to shoot something with your camera and I were to give you my phone... I think you'd probably come up with something better
1: than me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think. I mean, definitely, I've seen people use Alexis and make them look like cell phones. Right. Um, I don't know necessarily a cell phone would be better than a Komodo, um, if you you know, if like if you're exposing it correctly and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, yeah, to, to some regard, yeah, it's not necessarily not. Also, not every camera is right for every project. You right. know, sometimes you do need like like a big reason why you why I would shoot on Red over an Alexa, for example, uh, in a situation is we're having a ton of post effects and there's like a lot of like spinning of frames and stuff like that. I want that extra resolution and I want that extra room. I want to be able to shoot a little wider so that like whenever we get to post we have that room to tinker with it. The punch in. Uh, exactly, and... exactly. Where, like a good example, it's a music video that we did, uh, Ocean Park, st- with a band called Ocean Park Standoff. Um, I was a gaffer on it actually, so I wasn't even like, but I realized uh the, the DP I know, they always shoot on Alexa, always shoot on Alexa. This one, they shot it on the Helium at the time. Helium, pretty sure, the 8K one. Okay. Um, it's, like, from the DSMC 2 bodies. Uh, and uh, they shut it on that specifically because there's a part where, like, the frame literally does this and then does that and then does this, and it's unsteady while it's moving backwards. And granted, you can do it on the steady, but it, they wanted to lock it in motion, track it to the eyes. Now you can do it on a freaking filter on your phone, you know, like right. the whole, like, check my eyes and so I'm going to move and the frame moves with me. At the time, that didn't exist, so they needed that room to do that. And that's the kind of stuff where, you know, like, an Alexis I, it can get you there, but there's better cameras for that.
0: Well, I mean, there's um, even like a lot of. I know a lot of people like the Alexa because of the highlight roll off.
1: Yes, the skin tones, the highlight roll off, and the shadow follow. And for, while it won't
0: get you exactly there, I know there are people that they've made a LUT for the GH5 to make the GH5 look as close to the Alexa as they can. It gives them this, you know, very similar roll off.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it really comes down to the amount of. The difference is that with an Alexa, if you expose it correctly and you shoot it well and you light it well, you don't really have to do a whole lot of tinkering in post. Whereas with almost any other camera, to get the Alexa look, you got to put the extra yeah. work. You got to you got to really focus on the lighting. You got to really make sure you're not you know right. mixing on your skin tones. You got to re- you got to you're gonna you got to know that when you get to post, you're gonna need to tinker with those skin tones. You got to you got to know that you're gonna need to like do some specialty stuff. It's 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 a longer way to get to the same place, but you can still get to the same place. You know it's. Yeah. That's the part where it's like it's not the camera, it's a shooter. Yeah. You know.
0: Now, do you kind of see yourself staying like a, a DP role for your career, or are you hoping to like move to like directing? Or? I
1: actually just got offered. Uh, I am working on getting the script heavily adjusted, but the bones of the story are pretty tasty. And uh, I got offered originally to DP this feature, and I, I read the script. I was like, I really like the story. If you're down to do these changes. I'd even be down to direct it, and I kind of pitched it as a silly joke or whatever. And, there, and she was like, "Yes, we don't have a director yet, so that would be amazing." She hired me to do B because I'd nice. worked with her before. She's like, "Would you really want to direct this?" I'm like, "Yeah, but like, if I'm gonna direct, like, we need to change a lot of this stuff." And, and it's a Christian film, actually, okay. um, uh, which that's, that's new for me. I've never done a Christian film before, um, and but I was like, I really wanted to focus. The, 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 it felt really preachy. And I didn't like that, because to me, one of the things... Which is the problem. As a Christian, I Hmm? hate Christian films because they're preaching. Exactly. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm Catholic. I go to church on Sundays. But I also go get drunk with my buddies on Fridays. You know, uh, I may not be a great Catholic, but I still believe and love God, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's, for me, like, the big thing is if the whole purpose of making this movie is to show people that, like, Christianity is awesome, why are you making them the bad guy? You know, like, I'm reading the script, and every secular character in the movie is the bad guy. I'm like... That may be like accurate to your story, but how about we make some of the good guys? Maybe let's make them secular, you know, because you need this to be relatable, right? And the point of it is to bring people into Christianity, into a, you know, in my case, Catholicism. It's like you can't make them off the top the bad guy and then like preach to them that they're wrong for living their lives the way it is. For right. one, because they're not. We're all human, you know. Like we're right. that's that's well, how and, God made and us, you know. You
0: know something that, you know, my. Pastor, one of my pastors says a lot is, you know, and, and it's one of the fallacies that that we as Christians tend to do is, you know, why would we expect non-Christians to act like Christians when half the time we don't even act like we're supposed
1: to? And then we stand on a pedestal and tell them that they're that they're, you know, yeah. sucking at life. Yeah, I mean, there's so, there's a difference
0: so. between, you know, basically. Um, What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Not not codify, but um, you know, like encourage. Right. You know what we see as, as sin, and 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 uh, um, not just acknowledge it, but to approve it. There's a, there's a difference to approve and and to just go well. To acknowledge, yeah. Acknowledge, yeah, yeah, and and go well. Of course, the, the they don't have the same you know convictions mm. as me. They're not going to unless they become like me. Right. So. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. And and that needs to be filtering into the the scripts and I think that's probably why there's such a disconnect in a lot of the yeah. like, Christian films is because well, yeah. they don't understand how to like make it reality.
1: Yeah, real? to make it reality is a perfect way to put it. It's a perfect way to put it. Um so yeah, so I might end up directing if that happens. I don't know that I want to direct forever. The reason why directing kind of came around originally in my head was because there was a lot of shots and a lot of sequences that, in my head, I'm like, this would look awesome and would work awesome if we shot it this way and cut it this way. But I don't really get a say on how we cut it as a DP. Right. You know, I can, you know, suggest and we plan it right and we plan it ahead and maybe I get lucky and we do it the way I think it should be done. But in the end, it's, it's not my cut as the director's. Yeah. Um, And so...
0: Sometimes even if the director doesn't get a final cut, (laughs) so a producer.
1: (laughs) And so, yeah. And so, like, the frustrating thing for me was that. And so originally, because I was working with a lot of young directors, um, not bad ones by any means, that just had a different vision than I did, but I was just trying to get in the door, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it frustrated me. I was like, you know what? The only way I'm going to get to shoot this sequence the way I want to shoot is if I'm the one directing it. But then I started working with directors that, like, understand themselves that have a vision that know what they want, and even when they don't know what they want, I love it when a director either knows what they want or they don't, and they accept that they don't, and they're like, You figure it out. You're you're I hired you to tell yeah. the story visually, tell the story visually. One, well, there should at least like, be a go. certain
0: or, number of scenes that you know they they know. Like, mm-hmm. my my feature, whenever we finally get to make that, there are certain scenes that. I have storyboarded in my head right yeah, now completely. it may turn out different, but I've got like how you I want to do idea. it. Exactly. But then there's others that I'm like, I don't know how I want to shoot this, but we'll, we'll tackle that in storyboarding mm-hmm. first because we're going to have to go through. Right. That. Right. Unless it's a 100%. super simple, you know, a shot type of thing, no. but you know, it's,
1: I did know. a short recently with a director, um, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm Chris, uh, Christian, Christian York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we just did a short together. Um, I don't know how much, how likely it is that we'll necessarily work together. Again, I think everything leading to the, f- to the short was a little bumpy. Um, I, l- I enjoyed really, I really enjoyed working with him. I think he's a great kid, you know, like great guy. Sorry, he's freaking adult and I'm calling him a kid. Um, uh, I had a great time, honestly. Uh, but, you know, there, there was a little bit of bumping and stuff. But one of the cool things that I did enjoy about it is that off the top, like when we were doing like the storyboard and all that stuff, he's like, so here's the shots that like I don't really care what you think we're getting. Everything else, have fun with it. And I was like, yo, that's awesome. You know what you want. You know that what, like what, cause it's almost like, this is the beat, this is the beat, this is the beat. Everything in the middle, make it make sense, go.
0: There you go. And it
1: was like, so cool. It was like so much fun. And that's the one part where I was like, man, I really, you know, I really hoping we get to work together again. But I think personality wise, you know, we probably are not a great fit uh, to work with each other. But." Who knows? Hopefully uh, in the future that will be a thing. Okay. But that's a great example of someone that like, that I really enjoyed working with uh, because they gave me freedom but also knew exactly what they wanted. And that was really cool. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I think uh, they security
1: is eyeing
0: us right now.
1: Oh, that's so fine. We probably... Ooh, shout out to Calix Renault because he's another dude that is phenomenal to just like okay. power with Wh- on who's,
0: set. Who's, who introduced us?
1: Uh, yes, Calix Renault is the one that introduced us. Um, he I, he was the director on this on the second feature I ever did and I absolutely loved working with this guy it was very off the cuff nothing was planned because the the <laughs> script had well we lost so one of our usually ma-
0: a red flag for you
1: usually a red flag but here's the thing in this situation it was one of those things where we had full financing everything was set it was my second feature so I barely knew what I was doing um And for me, it was a great learning experience. And I'm, you know, I get this, you know, I get this, we get barely get any, any, I was not even supposed to be the DP on this thing. I was going to come out on like camera PA for a week and then go another shoot. My shoot gets canceled. His DP gets jury duty. He's already in Kansas City. And he looks at me, he's like, you're the only other person I know that owns a camera, owns lenses, owns lights and wants to shoot. Do you want to make my movie? I'm like, sure. When do we start? It's like tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. And so off the top, I already knew that it was going to be really, you know, very run and gone, very, very much like that. But the really exciting thing about it is that, like, they had a great script. I had read the script. I really liked it. It turned out that not only did that happen, we also lost one of our biggest investors. Uh, We lost over 50% of financing overnight. Oh, wow. Halfway through week one. And so a lot of the things that we had planned to do kind of went out the window. And it was really exciting to know that, I mean, like, Calix is a phenomenal writer, and he really knows what he wants. And he said he knows exactly what he wants. And the cool thing is that he knows when he doesn't know how to get it. Okay. And when He knows when he doesn't know. And he's really good at just being like, ah, right, go do your being thing. Being able to communicate that. Exactly, exactly. And so we were able to just like, there were so many beautiful moments in that movie where we were just like, well, what if we did this? Well, what if we did that? Well, what if we did this? And like, it just gets bigger and gets bigger. And like, okay, how can we actually do this? Light over there. lad over there. We bring the dolly. We shoot it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it was, it was I think,
0: you know, to what you're you're speaking of, too, I think a lot of it has to do with um, confidence and maturity in the industry, too. 100%. Uh, Knowing your story. When I was in, in San Diego, uh, I was directing uh, a music video. And so this was 06, 07. I think oh seven, And... You know, there's kind of like I had some rough ideas, but beyond just kind of uh, like the scene, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do angle wise. Mm. And I relied so much on my DP and and those on the set that we do something, I go, great. Now, what do you think we should do? Like, I literally was so green that I was like, you know what? I'm not a director. And I walked away from it for 10 years. Oh, wow. And then when I went back to it, you know, I, on a project that I wish we had you on, because it was one of those weekend competitions, and, and we are filming oh, yeah, on yeah. this. I think you told me about that. Yeah. yeah. And, but I was like, my my actors were also my co-writers, and I was just giving them blocking instruction. And I'm like, when you say this line, I want you walking over here to go do this. He goes, why would my character do that? And I'm like, because I want him to, like, <laughs> because it looks pretty. Gosh darn it! Yeah, it like that's not that's blocking. Yeah, you know, don't be, you know. So, you know, it was kind of like just the fact that I was able to go from not having any idea what I wanted, like you said, to now being able to, like, know when to to play Kate and go. Okay, well, y- your character's motivation is this, mm. or and then go. Because I effing want him to. You know? Right, right. You know, knowing when on the set to, to do that. And then you know, even the the short that we did do, you know, when, you know, working with an actor that was so not prepared. Right. And then, you know, the times that were it's like, okay, I'm trying to like hate the actor, give him the lines, and then there's one time he goes line, and I slammed my script closed in frustration, and immediately he remembered his line.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Like
0: it was like so frustrating, and then of course we're out in the sun in the heat, no shade, and I get sunstroke. Oh you know, yeah, that's right. End. That's right. At the like, at I the almost died this That's movie. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's you know, the I, I see. I, I wish I hadn't walked away ten years ago. You know, I wonder what would have been if I was like, no, this is where I was. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I had to go through my journey of to course, know of course. that I could have the confidence and could have the, the ability to, to to stick to creative ideas. I mean, I mean, even this setup that I actually did for another podcast, I'm like, okay, I know I don't have the money to get the mics I want, to get the board I want. But I'm like, but I can do this. this. And I'm like, I, I'm going to spend the money that I would have spent on the board on this desk. Because I'm like, I needed a sturdy enough desk so if it shakes, it's great. it doesn't no, go it. up the boomer yeah. You know, I got my first table, I'm like wobbling around. <laughs> I'm like, send it back to Amazon right yeah. now. You know, this That's doesn't funny. fold up, but I can throw it on my cart and, and oh, move it go. around. You know, because I'm like, you know, and, it, and really I, I need to spend some more money on, on additional cameras because it's a three camera setup. But I'm like, well I Let's don't go have go the money bros, for man. that now. I'm gonna use my old Hero 5 yeah. for my wide shot. I think I'll use the GH5 for the guest shot. And then I'm going to set up my phone on a Five, tripod for go. my shot. And <laughs> I'm like, I gotta do what I gotta do, but at least I know what my vision is so I can figure out if I can't do like, oh, just get cameras and, and just set it up. Yeah. Like, I at least know why I want three cameras. Right. I know what I'm doing for, I, I got, uh, for my, my spotlight, I got a lantern globe. Uh, Softbox so that I can hang it above with a C stand. Nice. So I can hang it Did above ta- this table, mm-hmm. and that's my main key light. And then I'll Perfect. use my LED panels for fills. I mean, right now we got some yeah, this is be beautiful yeah. sunlight coming through. Yeah, and this We're is going to look great. This is more for you know setting up inside, <laughs> turning out all the lights, all right, and, right? You know, because I'm you know just but I know what I wanted, and so I'm able to to now because I've got the experience, I've got the confidence you know, go through what I need to go right. through to, to to push it, and then Total. be able to make decisions based on that and not make decisions based on not knowing. Right, right. So. All right. Well, we've been going for a while. We have. We're getting kicked out. So yes. That you making can all hear the noise around us. I'm sure Let's, this is uh, going to be a little hard we'll on wrap the thing. It up. I feel like we talked so fast, too. We do. We're, we're we got like, through
1: a lot. We got through a lot. Yeah,
0: we got through a lot. So thank you for thank uh, you for, having for being on the podcast. 100%. Thank and you for I can't me. wait to work with you again. Ditto. I can't and, wait and for that feature. And we better get one of your your movies in our festival Let's soon. do
1: it. Let's do it. I'm all about it.